Coming up, part one of the three-part annual NBA Overs extravaganza with Brasillo and House. Can't wait. Next. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time, that's usually about Five o'clock, 5.30, perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. We're brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can find the Ringer Gambling Show with Joe House, as well as Fairway Rolling. Yeah. Ryan Rosillo's podcast, named after him. It's called the Ryan Rosillo Podcast. Hey, guys. Excited to be here. We're going to do a three-part podcast. This is part one. We are doing two divisions per pop. We do the over-unders every year for the NBA. We have a lot of fun doing it. We did really well last year. We're not going to do as well this year. This year is really hard. This is part one. We did the Northwest and the Southwest in the Western Conference. Here we go. Pearl Jam. All right, Rosillo, the Denver Nuggets, over under 52 and a half. They won the NBA title last year. They are plus 550 to win the title. They won 53 games last year, and the over under is right, right there. I'll start here. Is this the most realistic mini dynasty we've had since the 2017 Warriors range? where you could totally see a team winning like three and four years, maybe 2015 Warriors, somewhere in that Warriors range. You've been on this for a while now, just because I think when you saw them, what, live twice in that Lakers series, did you go to two of those games? I went to a bunch of them, yeah. You, you just came back. You were like glowing about them. And yeah. I was like, they haven't even won the whole thing yet. And yeah. You're like, I think this is the best team. Um, look, that answer I don't have for you. But okay. if you look at how they finished last year, they were 46 and 19. They went 7-10 and 10 the rest of the way. They weren't challenged by anybody in the West. I think there's just going to be, it's likely there's a little bit more of a challenge to them. Maybe they won't care about seeding like no one does, but I think this is one of those repeats where I actually like the over. Me too, House. What do you think? They only have to win the same number of games that they won last year to get the over. So it doesn't feel like a big uh, Is that you're, you're coming in that hot? Well, how about this? I thought there might be a little bit of foreplay to this. We're going like right on Denver. We're well, like going right to the 
normally we would have started with the Pacific, right? Because that's the most interesting division. We do them in part two. But I do feel like Denver's gotten overlooked where they lost Bruce Brown. Cool. They're going to replace him with Christian Brown. He's going to get most of the minutes. They like a bunch of these rookies. They're probably going to hit on one of them. They're going to have trades that they can make in December, January, February if they feel like they're missing something. Hey, we haven't even got Jamal Murray's not going to be coming back from anything. Right. He's going to be coming back from looking one of the best guards in the West. And if you go those first few weeks, I remember watching those games being like, oh, man. Yeah. Like you could see it just wasn't there yet. The rest. So all you have to have them is be challenged, which we'd expect with the depth of the West and Murray to just be the same guy all the way through. And like, look, I like Bruce Brown too, but this is, Jokic is, he's, he's Curry in that when you put somebody with him, that guy's ceiling is that much higher. And all you have to do is look at Aaron Gordon. So I, I feel like, you know, if you're the GM of the Nuggets, there's a bunch of players you might not like where you'd be like, well, I like him now yeah. because of who we have here. Yeah, you check out, like, can we throw in Reggie Jackson for two months, see if he's got anything left. If he doesn't, we'll flip him. Right, 100%. Just Deion Waiters available. Yeah. A lot of... <laughs> Deion do it. A lot of Strother buzz out Is there, Deion recovered from whatever he's recovering Just from? Like, is Ricky Davis still playing? <laughs> the two-man thing with, with Joker Murray, I actually think they have the championship belt. And I, actually, I don't think it's debatable because they won the title, but I think what those two guys do together is still the most special thing in the league. Now, Giannis and Dame might challenge that. Everybody got excited. We're taping this on a Monday. There's a preseason game yesterday. Giannis was like orgasmic after. He's like, I've never had space on a basketball court before. <laughs> I've never played with anybody who's been double teamed before. It's just like shots galore being fired at people he won a title with, but not really. Um, I'm not going to get excited about a preseason so game. So does that mean Giannis isn't going to barrel his head down into three defenders now? Yeah, I feel like that's, <laughs> I feel like that's still going to happen. But yeah, Jokic, Murray, Giannis, Dame. Booker, KD, and then there's probably, like, who would you have fourth in the two-man championship rankings? Would you have Butler and Bam? Would you have Tatum and Brown? Would you have Anthony Davis and Austin Reeves? (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I knew you were doing that. see what I did there? I knew you were going to do that. Curry and whoever? Who would you have fourth? I had Butler and Bam, actually. Ahead of Tatum and Brown? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Two finals in, in... Four years. Okay. Right. And Bam's better than Jalen. Yeah, I would I would rather have Bam than Jalen, but it's just funny. Like it almost feels like you're not allowed to say you'd rather have Tatum than Jimmy Butler, even though I think we still think Tatum's just a little bit better than Butler. Yeah. And I think he's a better MVP candidate. There's a higher ceiling for him at this point. Butler's gonna be in his mid thirties pretty soon, maybe even the, this year. The Steph part feels dismissive to not include him in it, but like whenever I hear teams or anyone talking about like the top two, right? Yeah. Because it's really been about like who are the top two, who are the top two, where now we have like a couple options with Phoenix or Milwaukee with that yeah. third guy. We're like, oh, we could be back on this. But whenever we do the top two, I feel like we prioritize who the second guy is way more than who the first guy is. The so second banana guy. Yeah. So with Steph, you're like, are we really going to leave him out of the four no matter who that it's second guy is? I don't even know who the second guy is. You, I guess you would say Clay, but you could also say Wiggins if he gets his shit together this year. And you could also say Draymond, who might have been but the Draymond's, best defensive player in the league last year. Yeah, but it just... It's already hurt. To say him as a two. Yeah. it's that, Well, that's why he's lower. Then there's like some Fox Sabonis, Moby Mitchell. There's a Kawhi PG upside piece, but we haven't really seen <laughs> it there? in four years. Yeah, I can't wait to get to <laughs> Is that. There? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so I... You know, I still think it's Jokic Murray. And I thought what Murray did in the playoffs last year cannot be swept under the rug. I believe that's who he is. I don't think he got hot. I think that's who he is as a player. And I think this team's going to have a little edge to it this year because they won the title. 
And then it's like, okay, who's going to win? Is is it going to be the Lakers? Is it going to be Golden State? Is it going to be Milwaukee? Is it going to be Boston? And they're just not mentioned. They might not care, but I think they care a tiny bit. I, don't, I think Mike Malone cares. I think he The only edge that, stuff. that I anticipate is when they play the Lakers. Otherwise, mm. you know, the temperament of the Joker is such, like the team goes how, how his... Yeah, he just leaves. He's an emotional... Yeah, but I mean... Does anybody think maybe he's doing a little bit too much? How little he cares about... You think he cares more? I think he cares more than this. Okay. I think whatever he's presented, I, I think there's a level of caring a little higher than maybe what he presents. Now, I'm not saying like it's a, it's a complete act. Like some of the back and forth of them in the Lakers is hilarious. Like I forget who had it or whatever. It was like, ooh, the Lakers had conversations this offseason about Denver. Yeah. They're like, whoa. <laughs> they did? <laughs> oh, does Denver know this? <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's all so new because Denver was, usually you were right for kind of writing them off. Yeah. You know, you're like, how how good is this team? And I know, you know, we talked about the defense and the and the road stuff. It was funny. Like, I looked through the the top six seeds last year in the West. Only two teams had a winning record on the road. Mm. Five of the top six in the East had a winning record on the road, which is usually an indicator. So if you're asking me if it's a dynasty, it's too soon for me. But if you're asking me if this was just phase one of, like, the second phase of domination, yeah, you know, I know we're spending a lot of time on them, but they deserve it. That's why when I looked at 52, I was like, God, I love that. I love that number. Because yeah. it had been 54, 55 and a half. You're like, I don't know if I can go that high with it. Don't you think House, he's a guaranteed 50 if he's going to play like 72 games, Jokic? That's it. There you go. It's like you the old Tim the Duncan corollary. Yes. So like pencil him for 50 plus. I think that Christian Brown replacing all the stuff Bruce Brown did last year is probably the variable, but I also think he can do it. I'm a believer. What do you think of the rookies? I know you were into that draft, but KOC is all excited about the rookies and their young player potential they have. Yeah, I feel like they just were like, we're going to role player this, you yeah. know, but everyone is a better role player with Jokic. Yeah. Your life is just going to be easier. So, I mean, look, we're still sitting here. They won a title and we're wondering like who their one through four is because Michael Porter Jr. is still probably disappointing. Yeah, but not as your fourth best guy. <laughs> no, I mean, he's really expensive and we know it's a medical risk, but like he hasn't really delivered the way you think he could, not because of like, pre-draft stuff, there are flashes with him where yeah. I think he's one of the 10 best shot makers in the NBA. Like, I'm serious. The stuff he can do, getting a shot off and making it off the dribble with his size and everything, you're like, when he gets it rolling, now, a lot of it with him is ever just kind of putting it all together. It was a slow start where the, there were very few glimpses. I think Malone was, you know, there were years ago where they were hurt in the perimeter and he still wouldn't play the guy. Yeah. So it's been a slow going for him, but there's still like some hope that, wait a minute, what if he... What if he's just putting it together on a night-to-night basis, doing more of the stuff that he's supposed to be doing on top of the shot making, where their profile is even higher? I wonder, we had the big three stuff for a while, and then we moved into a big two thing kind of last spring. I wonder if big four is going to become the new thing. I the hope Celtics so. Celtics have a nice, strong big four. And then plus, like, the Porzingis piece, but the Denver's big four, I think. Best four since, like, 92, you think? Nah. <laughs> since, what was the one with Al Abdenabi? Yeah, that one. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the, the four-man stuff. And that's where, like, the Milwaukee case falls apart a little bit because I don't, you know, their fourth is Middleton. We'll talk about them later. But I, don't, I just don't know what I'm getting from Middleton at this point in his career. Like, he was already sitting out games and practices and stuff, so. I like Denver's four, and I think they'll be able to figure out the pieces around. So that that's an easy over for me. Over for you, House? Over. Over. Okay. Well, that was easy. Now it gets <laughs> tough. Let's go to Minnesota. 
44 and a half. They are one of 17 West teams with a 44 and a half over under. They're plus 550 for the division, which is basically a Jokic will get hurt bet. Minus 144 for the playoffs, plus 102 for no playoffs. They finished 42 and 40 last year. And I guess the over comes down in this question. House, can Edwards become a second team All-NBA guy? Here's, that, here's that's, the, in the mix. that's the only question? For them to be, that's the biggest question for me. Okay. So we're talking he's swimming in the ocean with Curry, SGA, Booker, Murray, Lillard, Mitchell, and then you get into that Fox Brunson group. But do you think he can be an All-NBA guy this year? I do. I, I do. do as well. I believe it because of what we just saw from him on the world stage and what we've learned over the years about guys who get into that situation, that mm. opportunity and thrive and what it does in terms of boosting their overall, their own confidence, their primacy. Practice habits. Like everything. Everything that you learn. All the coach quotes that. about how much they loved him. That's it. Yes. What so, do you have, Rosillo? All-NBA possible hey, for him? Hey, look, I love him, and I think he, everything's possible for him. I mean, he's one of the few guys like that early on. Once you started seeing him play, and be like, you know, she's shooting you a text or whoever, and be like, are you watching this guy? Yeah. And then it felt like his personality was like the right kind of personality to bet on, and then everybody loved him. I was, I was hearing Finch the other day talk about him, and he's like, that— you know, it's funny because I used to always dismiss it with you whenever you would talk about playing for Team USA. I'm like, why do you think this is that big of a deal? I won you over on my Team USA, Terry? Yeah, because I think— With it, everyone but Brandon Ingram? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what's the dual citizenship story in France? <laughs> like, what's what do I need to do for that? Is there paperwork? So I I started—look, it took a long time for me, but I, I've started to buy into it a little bit. Oh, yeah, that, I like it. That just being around the other guys. And the coaches and right, the culture. Right, and the, the, the practice habits. Yeah. So I'm in now, but I don't know how in I am on the rest of the guys. Like I, I just, it's a tough number. You know, it's three more wins than last year. There's no reason why he shouldn't take it to another level to be able to do that. But like how many games is Towns going to miss? Hmm. How many games is he going to be cleared and then not want to come back? You know, how many? Wow. <laughs> like shots. No, I'm just serious. Like I don't. You know, we've we've been able to get one guy away from him. We need to get the second guy. That's phase two of the Timberwolves op <laughs> operation here. What do you think of Towns House? Um, he I, was he was under the microscope this summer because it didn't seem like anybody wanted to trade for him, including Portland, including the Knicks. The trade market for him with the contract that he has was not robust. It's literally a glass half full, glass half empty approach to him. Do you say that uh he will regard this upcoming season as the opportunity to remind everybody of who he is, his ability oh. to play with Gobert. There was some friction. Like Dr. Dre 2001 range? Yeah, right. got to show everybody I that, still got it. it. I st don't forget about yeah. Cat. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> that was really well executed for a guy that's been 50. Tried yeah. my best. That was really good. Priscilla was impressed. I was trying. Um, <laughs> I... I thought it was funny it's like that you, you forgot asked. and then you didn't. Yeah, no, it was I really forgot no, about, it was good. Forgot about, right. yeah. Because I was trying to do it with you got the, the dramatic pause in there. It was good. Continue. <laughs> Edwards to me isn't the fulcrum player. It's Cat. Cat's the difference for this team. Mm. Cat, all their their fortunes depend on how many games does he play and does this combination with Gobert work? I think Gobert is ready to be the role guy that makes the most sense. So this is really up to Chris Finch and Carl Anthony Towns. And I'm not going to say which way I'm leaning on the total until you give me permission. But 
I really like this Minnesota team. I, th- I think they're, they're like eight or nine good guys on this team. Towns only played 29 games last year. The it's, year before, he played 74 and averaged 25 and 10, basically, and shot 53, 41, 82 percentages. So if you're just like crunching numbers in a computer, you're like, is this one of the 12 best guys in the league without ever watching a basketball game? And then you watch him and it feels different. But there's something I, I think about with every single team and every single, like, and I, I don't want to be this negative, but like, what's your shithead vibe factor on any team? Mm. And like when we get to Memphis a little bit later on, a lot of guys I really like, but last couple of years, like you guys say and do stuff. That's yeah. just like, like DeAndre Ayton, when he got introduced to Portland and he's like, Hey, I'm here to dominate. That's my name. Dominating. We're like, who are, <laughs> who are you working with? <laughs> like who, Tinder. like, you know what? Like that, <laughs> that sounds really good, but are you dominating? trying to like, so you didn't like dominating. Not for him. <laughs> I didn't because I've watched him play. And so it's like, wait, yeah. so is everybody else's fault? Yeah. So Towns has some of that stuff when he does these interviews. Yeah, he just you, shouldn't give interviews at all. Yeah, it's he like the, the Leo DiCaprio just I, I reference it too many times, but when Ben Simmons did that sit down with JJ, that yeah. hour-long thing, I go, I don't need to know anything more about him. Right. I go, I'm good. And so I have certain players now. I'm that way with Jada Pinkett at this point. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, Jada. Yeah, they're just interviews where you go, yeah. oh, Unhappy like, marriage, I get it. Yeah, you knew you knew Tupac. Um, so I really like a lot of the guys in this team. I like Kyle Anderson, I like Mike Conley, McDaniel's punched a wall right at the end of and their you still season like last year. Still like him. Still like him. Really like Nas Reed. Kind of enjoy Shake Milton. Um, I just think they have too much talent, and I, I listen. This was the most overrated five game loss in recent NBA history. But they did impress me against Denver in that playoff series. Yeah. Why, why they really are, did. I don't know why. I can't get it out of my head. Did you ever feel like Denver was remotely threatened by them? I just thought they gave them good games. Okay. I thought they were competitive. And, you know. If More we're talking, meaningful for Minnesota than for Denver, right? In in that, in, in your, your casting of this. Yeah. I think they had two big for guys to throw. Purposes. Where the league's heading, where the league's gotten a little bit bigger, like they have some size and some, you know, they haven't proven that they can play Gobert and Towns together and be a team that wins 60% of its games. But for me, it's an over because of Edwards. And I think he has a chance to, I, I just think I've seen this before. I've followed this league enough times and I've seen the arc. And he's hit all the checkpoints of the arc. We've seen just every single stretch of it. And I just think he's going to have a huge year. And if he has a huge year, that's a 45-win team because they have defense and rebounding. They, you know, they have Mike Conley, which they haven't really had before, assuming he has one year left. So for me, it's an overhouse. Are, are you under or over? I'm over. I'm, okay. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not ready to do lock, but as we go through this and start thinking about locks, they, they're on my list. And you're under Rosillo? Yeah, I am. And I don't, I don't like it because it's just not a reflection on Edwards. It's a reflection on, you know, I think even if Edwards gets it rolling, it's going to borrow, it's going to bother Towns. Right. Like, I think that's the problem is that it clearly should be Edwards' team all the time. And They're, you don't think Towns is going to be sitting around going, how do I make Anthony Edwards better? How, no. How can I be, how can I be his wingman? No, because he's another guy who doesn't think he's done anything wrong with his yeah. approach to playing the game. Well, so that leads me to my final question before we move on from Minnesota. If I had to give you an over-under of 10 more months for Towns and Gobert together, this experiment, 10 more months, that would take us into like 
trade stuff next July. Oh, nine months. Let's say nine months. Over under nine months, those guys will still be teammates. Would you go over or under that? I'd probably still say over because I think it's the reluctance to trade in the league. And I don't think go Bears. I would also say over because I think it's going to work this year. I I would go over as well. I think it's going to be rocky. It's going to be weird. Yeah, but if they're winning high forties, then what are you? you what yeah, are you doing? You shouldn't. Yeah, right. that's. I don't. I think all the rocky and weird was last year. I think they got that. I mean, this is why it's Ryan's point. Is like Towns has to grow up. If he's a grown up, then their their ceiling is is a high ceiling. So you have them playoffs or no playoffs? Uh, I have them playoffs, but I just have them under that number because their no playoffs is plus one hundred two. They're playing is plus one forty. So I them still, not being one of the top six. I know it gets weird when you go through the West. You start feeling like you're running out of playoff spots. But, I mean, just because I have it in the under, I don't think they're, like, dramatically under. I think it's a really good number. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home can be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, a award-winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. Couldn't work better. I think Simply Safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24 7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60 day money back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two S, simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right? First half of the first game. I don't know. West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside. LDA 21 and up. Next team. My beloved Oklahoma City Thunder, who I already went all in on last week on my podcast. Their over-under is 44 and a half. They're 6-1 to one for the division, 85-1 to one for the title. They were 40-42 and 42 last year. And I am over on them. I am over to the point that the big FanDuel boost this year, which we hit last year, and I, they're going to, I think, put it up on the site on Wednesday, maybe Thursday. But it's going to be Celtics 50-plus wins, Lakers 45-plus wins, and Oklahoma City 40-plus wins. They're going to boost that to, like, plus 250. I have Oklahoma City as either the fourth or the fifth best team in the West. And I accept all counter-arguments. They're too young. They're a year away. They're not going to go for it yet. I just think there's too much talent. I think the Chet thing is being slept on is how important that's going to be for what they were last year and what they need this year. I think this team is competitive as fuck. Built for the regular season just to be good week after week after week. I'm not saying they're going to make the second round or even make the conference finals. I just think as a regular season team, this is a team that's going to be in the mid-40s and maybe even 
a little bit higher. They have a they have a top guy. They have a guy, Shea was first team on NBA last year. Giddy continues to get better. Jalen Williams, the last two months of the season, I don't know how many times we texted about him, Marcelo, but really looks like he might have a chance to be somewhat special. Um, and then you talk about the Chet piece of it, and I just think they're going to be a bitch to play. I really like them. They're deep. I haven't heard your thoughts, Rosillo, on OKC. Where do you stand? I feel like everybody likes him so much that I want to zag a little bit. You know, I feel like yeah. Shea is just be given a first-class ticket to superstardom when normally it's like... The 31 a game didn't impress you? Of course it did, but... The 11 free throws a game? Well, I... Playing I'm without not, a center? I'm not going to admit that I, I always love that he just basically can go right underneath the rim and then... Like, he's so herky-jerky, it just yeah. works every single time. So it's not as gross as some of the other guys with the way they, they get all their free throws. I guess I just, like, are we sure he is, like, unimpeachable top 10 player in the NBA already? I feel like he is because I watched him over and over again last season go toe-to-toe with the best players in the league, and it felt like a 50-50 type of crunch time with him against the best players in the league. So you'd rather have Shea, Gilgis Alexander than Devin Booker? I I don't think I would, actually. But I think for, if you're talking regular season, I think Shea's credentials have been more impressive. We watched him last year basically drag that team to the playoffs and it was like the youngest team in the league. They didn't have a center and they still went 40 and 42. I have no idea how they did it. It was more impressive than anything Booker did before Chris Paul got there. You're right. So, no, um, Booker didn't have much. That used to I be think I, I did the Ringer 100 rankings and you, you were texting me about Booker versus Tatum, which I know I'll probably talk to at some point. I think I undervalued Booker maybe maybe by two, three spots because I'm with you as a big game guy. And as a, and I think there's going to be a real burr in his saddle this year with this Suns team. But I was, maybe I'm overrating what SGA did last year, but I was just so knocked. I just couldn't believe how good he was last year. What do you think, House? Where do you stand? The, it's a math problem because of the combination of how much improved I think the West is. We're not going to have Golden right. State and the Lakers, you know, hovering around the play-in line this upcoming season. And they got better by 16 wins last year. So it's it's like that climb, it's a it's a it's a tall climb to go from you know, a 16 win improvement to another five win improvement. Um well hold on on that climb, because I did this on my pod, but I just want to read these stats again really quick. My theory on them was that if a team, if a young team, if the assets are special enough, they will jump. Like they're going to head into the 50s sooner than you think. Cause we saw it happen with OKC in 09, they won 23 games. They went to 50 in 2010. They went to 55 in 2011. And they were in the finals in 2012. But with that team, everybody's like, well, Westbrook's not a point guard. That's, I know KD's good, but I don't see it. And then all of a sudden it was, they were doing it. Golden State was in a similar spot. 2012, they won 23. 2013 jumped to 47. It's like, well, that was weird. Well, weird season. What does that mean? 2014 won 51. And 2015, they won 67. And then you go back to the 99 Mavs. They were 19 and 31 in the lockout year. 40 wins in 2000. 53, they jumped to an 01. And then 57 and 02. And that was with Dirk and Nash. So the question for me is, are the OKC assets special enough to potentially be in that conversation? And, and honestly, that comes down to where you feel on Chet. If you feel like Chet can be an impactful guy this year, they have four guys that I think for under 23 guys, Shea's a little older, but um, Giddy, Chet, Jalen Williams, and SGA, I think that's a pretty special nucleus for Silo. 
You seem like you're a tiny bit lower on it. No, but I'm I'm gonna go over and oh. like I wow. I just you, you prepared me for a I don't even know what that's called. That <laughs> was know. like a pre-zag. That was like an unzag. I was I was gonna go under, but I knew that the the only reason I was really doing it was because it was like, wait a minute. Every time you watched them last year, they were better prepared than most teams. Yeah. They have a bunch of different ways they can attack you. They didn't have really any front line guy. And here they were fighting for the back end of the playoffs in the they West. They played and small even, ball, unbelievable. And, and they were really well coached. Right. And even though Chet isn't like the traditional five man that's going to be running around all the time, he just adds another level of resistance that you weren't going to have with a, what's a really a power forward in Jalen Williams. Right. Um, and then the other Jalen Williams, everybody loves. And it looks like, you know, this guy could be somebody who maybe makes a couple all-star yeah. teams, which, you know, is is you add that to the giddy part. I guess I'm like, as great as Shea's numbers were and the way everybody talks about him, it's like, do they really have enough of a second guy to be like a 45, 47 win it's team? A good it case. Just, Who's really, the second guy? It's really the argument. That's exactly it. I'm under. Under? I think they're a 44 win team. How's you fucking traitor? But they also like, I think they've burned me like yeah. three years in a row where I've gone like, oh, that team's going to suck. And then you're watching him and you're going, oh, they're super prepared. They play really hard. Like they're, they're not going to suck because Dagnall is. I'm saying two yeah. years ago. Yeah. I think two years ago when they had no, 24 I, wins, you. but I'm I, with you. I think we got like going into that year, that roster. I'm like, oh, they're going to go under. They're going to mm -hmm. try to get the pick. And then last year's number was a lot lower than the 40. I yeah. think they're going to be a hard team to play when they're home too. Like they, they I think they were last off, year. They're bringing off Trey, Trey Man, Kaysan Wallace. The other Jalen Williams, Dort might be coming off the bench, but they're going to have these teams they can throw out as like a second unit, like with real defense, with real energy, with some shooting. I really like this team. And I'll, you, you were talking about your instinct was to zag because so many people like them. This is how I got into trouble with NFL this year with the Lions and with the Jaguars. I was like, oh man, everyone likes the Lions. I I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna zag and do Green Bay, and then you, you know watch what? two Lions games, and you're like, "Holy shit! How did I go against the Lions?" <laughs> no, you're so right. Stupid. You're right because I don't I don't think there's a higher like neutral approval rating of any NBA team than OKC right now. Yeah, of all the stuff you read and go through it, I'm like, man, everybody just likes them. So they're that's why. But like, well, there's know. one they other piece we didn't wins. we didn't talk about all the picks. I'll just do it quickly. But they have two top four protected from Houston in 24 26. They have Clippers unprotected in 24-26. What a disaster. That they have another swap. Like going back and thinking that you gave up those picks. Oh, my God. They have a swap with the Clips in 25. They have a Philly top six in 26. Like, they might not have been beat at that point. The top 14 from Miami, two top fives from Denver, and they have all their own picks. So, you know, if somebody, let's say, I actually think Toronto is going to be better than most, but let's say Siakam becomes available. Or let's say they just decide we need one more big guy. KOC threw out Robert Williams last week. I was like, Robert Williams sounds great for this team. Let's just add him for 20 minutes a game. I think it's going to be really easy for them to add one more guy, and it'll probably be a big guy. But I like where they are. I'm, I'm in on this team. Um, to me, the question would be, why not us? Copyright Kurt Schilling, almost 20-year anniversary. <laughs> why not us? Good time for a shilling reference. Everybody likes yeah, that guy. He's, he's red hot right now. All right. So house over. Super high. Priscilla over. I'm sorry. House under. Priscilla over. Simmons over. Okay. It doesn't get any easier with the Utah Jazz. Mm. Over under 35 and a half. They went 37 and 45 last year. 
to make the playoffs, they're plus 420. To make the playing game, they're plus 250. Is this the single best asset team for you other than OKC from a player's picks, just things standpoint, Rosillo? Just things. I like Oklahoma City's players better. I have OKC one. I think Utah might be in the running for two. They own six of their next seven firsts. They have three mini firsts and a swap. They have a Lakers first in 27. They have three, two Cleveland firsts and a Cleveland swap. So they have all these different things they can do. And it also looks like they nailed the draft. I hate overacting in preseason. I hate it. I try not to watch too much of it. But this Keontae George, like, really seems like he might actually be special right away. Like, I, I don't know how they're going to keep him off the court. Have you watched him, Priscilla? Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, he like, there's certain games in college. If you watch the Kansas game, you're like, how did this guy not go top five? Right. Like, he has some of that in him. But then there's, if you watch some of the other stuff he does, you're like, okay, this is why he hung around for a little while. But, you know, you'd at least rather see a guy, I think he's playing at Fog, where he was incredible. And you're like, you're playing there in that environment that young. Yeah. There's no issues whatsoever. But, you know, like any of these kind of score first guys that put up big numbers in high school and you're like, are you just defaulting to all this shit that worked in high school all the time? Look, one of my other favorite guys is Taylor Hendricks. Yeah. Even though I know, I know I can see the bad side of this. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, I actually just wasn't that good or into it. But he was so smart. He's that big and he could actually shoot. But the George call, if they decide they have to play him a lot at point guard in the NBA this early, that's what has me leaning under. And they mm -hmm. got off to that great start last year. I think that's the other part, House. So this is the problem with them because you have to make a choice about whether you think they want to be competitive or not because Will Hardy is another stud coach. Like, we're all we're talking about are these, these teams with these incredible coaches. Well, and to that problem, they owe their 24 first to OKC and it's top 10 protected. So they're in that, you know, let's say they're 25 and 26 with 30 game, 31 games to go. And it's like, what do we want to do? Do you want to like make a run and we still fall short of the plan? And then we give the 11th pick to OKC. Is that worth it? Yeah. Look, they were 10 and three. Yeah. That's, this is the point. Yeah. yeah. And remember, because I think we all had them under. We did. Like, oh, Wait, yeah. Because what? we forecasted what right. they were doing last year. We, we thought they had a specific intention. And it wasn't that. We were dead wrong. And what also gives me pause is there are credible reports that they went hard after Dame. A team going after Dame at this yeah. stage of where he is in his career. And, you know, that's not a team that that is looking to reduce their competitive, you know, uh, uh, level. So I, I don't know. When they when Markinen played last year, they were a 500 team. They won 49% of the games and Markinen played. Yeah, there's the two paths. This is one of the hardest overs because I could see them being sellers in January, February. Like Olenek is a perfect January, February guy. He makes like 12 million a year. Could totally see like the Celtics, Miami. There's a bunch of teams you could just see him on. Collins is flippable. And uh, I bet I, I keep looking at their team and I... But how do you I, trade for Collins and then go under, right? Although I just think... John Collins is kind of this mystery guy all the time. He's, do you know he's only 26? Oh, yeah. No, he's like it's, the youngest it's guy. It's unbelievable. Tatum thinks it's he's like old. It's like Taylor Horton Tucker is 22. That was the other one where I was like, wait, what? I feel like he's been in the league for 10 years. Here's the case for them going over house. We've watched Danny do this before with the Celtics in the mid-2010s. It was like rebuild. Here we go. They're collecting a lot of assets. 
And then all of a sudden he'll zag. Like he did that Isaiah Thomas trade. What year was that? 2014? And yeah, they were the, supposed to be rebuilding and they were just all of a sudden they were a playoff team. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, wait a second, what are we doing? And then a year later, they're, you know, in round two in the East finals. And I don't, he's like how I try to be when I play fantasy football, where I'm just like, I don't ever, or fantasy baseball too. I'm never going for it or not going for it. I'm always like, what's the right trade? But like, I'm just trying to have fun. And Danny Ainge is the real life GM of that. Like it, this could be a situation where Toronto is like, eh, we don't know if we want Siakam anymore. And Danny's like, what do you want for him? And all of a sudden he's trading for Siakam. And the owner's like, wait, I thought we weren't going for it this year. And Danny's like, yeah, Siakam, he's good. We just got, we'll figure it out. So I don't know, 36 doesn't seem like a lot. I think I'm a, or it's 35 and a half. I think I'm an over. I think I'm an over also. And this is my fourth straight over, which believe me, I have a, a just a shitload of unders coming. But I think I'm an over for them. I think they're somewhere in the mid to mid high 30s. The and problem is, is the rest the rest of the West. I'm like, who's whose wins am I taking? Right. From? Yeah. Yes. So um that's why I they're went, also a very good home team. That's why I went under on OKC, by the way. Okay. That math problem that Ryan just You over or under? Or I'm under. Okay. Well, I don't like doing that to Will Hardy, but <laughs> I, I like to. their talent. I really like personally. their coach. And even if they decide to pack it in near the end, that still might be enough to keep that top 10 pick. But, um, and Agbaji, we didn't even mention him. They doubled down on Jordan Clarkson. They gave him more money. Kessler just played in Team USA, didn't play that much, but I, I think he was one of the surprise Chris guys. Chris Dunn back in the fold. Chris Dunn is back. This could be the year. All right. Well, last one I'm going under just because uh, I can't do five unders in the same division, but it's the Portland Trailblazers, 27 and a half is the over-under. And um, as much as I love this team as a league pass team, and I do like a lot of the assets, the West is too good and something's got to give. And this team will be a seller, I think, December, January with Brogdon and with Robert Williams. Keeping those guys would be nuts. Maybe even Jeremy Grant, who they just signed to an extension. But I think this team will aggressively try to get more picks as we head to December, January. And that 27 and a half is just a lot when every night you're playing a good team. So it's an under for me, Rosillo. What do you got? I have an under as well. I mean, even if they don't trade those guys, when you have a young backcourt that's also going to be bad defensively, um, you know, they would have to be at a really high level offensively immediately. Like, I think Aiton's going to put up better numbers than we've seen from him in years. Some okay? old Joe Barry Carroll, like 22 and 12. I just think Aiton's going to be like a little less deferential to this yeah. group than he would be to Chris Paul while he was still there, you know, Durant, Booker. Like, it's just, it's just a little tougher to be like, hey, can I have the ball more? And this group, he can do it. I can't wait. I mean, even the scoop preseason stuff, there's moments where I just get so aroused. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, I'll just say it. The pick and roll stuff with him is pretty, his, pretty his, special. Yeah. His gear to finish yeah. Like in, when you're kind of like, wait, is he think he's going to finish right now? Yeah. And that's like one of my favorite thing with small players be like, wait, this guy's going to be able to finish because we'll see other like super athletic, smaller players be like, oh, guess what? You're going to play in the league a long time, but you're never, ever once going to be able to finish the rim. You just, you don't have that finishing package. So um, I'm with you. I can't wait to watch it. I think Aiden has better numbers. They're not going to trade all these guys. 
you know, I, I don't, I don't think that would happen, but I think it's a numbers game in the West. So I'm, I'm under 27 and a half. They'll flip Brogdon and I think they'll flip Robert Williams. Okay. And that's, they might want Robert Williams though. Like if he stays healthy, which is a massive, if almost an unlikely, if, if he stays healthy to put next to Aiton defensively, although I don't know, like Robert Williams sometimes that's pretty weird. Yeah. But like, there's also, and this is to your point there, there seems to be like a lot of big defensive guys that have these insane metrics. Yeah that I'll watch and like go, is that guy actually that good on defense or is he being asked to do one? It's the Brooke Lopez We thing. talked about this before. Right. Yeah, it's when either the really, Brooke Lopez or it's the guy who plays nine minutes and he's <laughs> an awesome nine minutes. He's going full speed, but you can't translate it to 40. Yeah, because like when you looked at the Brooke Lopez stuff, it was like, what, look what he does now on contests at the rim that we've never, and, yeah. it, and I was like, okay, well, let me look at it from this way. He never has to move. Right. And he's got one of the best perimeter defenders ever in Drew and then Giannis, who's just yeah. kind of horrifying. We'll see to be what around. his stats are this year with Dame Lower trying to stop, you know, Trey Young. Good luck. Yeah. So I've I've come to the point where I like I'm even more like with more access to numbers, I'm even more confused. Because there's just some numbers out there with some of these big guys that tell you that they're point differential and you know, even the Jaron, some of the Jaron Jackson numbers are absurd. Yeah. And you're like, so what, okay, but what does that mean? Like, you're not going to score on him or he's he gets only like five rebounds and three team USA games. We knew that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm still mad yeah. about it. There's a Chauncey Billups piece to this two house. It's an under. I'm, yeah. Oh, hey, take it easy. <laughs> I'm my guy. Under. I don't like that. It's an under. Love Chauncey, the player. Yeah. I'm not sure. This is a really weird team where you have a bunch of guys who are like, Hey man, I could probably use five more shots a game. Jeremy Grant, like, hey man, clear out. Because he had I that did, in I Detroit. Come, I didn't Remember? resign here to stand in the corner. Simons is like, Dame's finally gone. Sharp, Sharp is Sharp's like, this like, is my I'm year. the best guy in the team. Clear out for me. And then Aiton's like, I should be averaging 25 and 12. So I don't know. There, there's you got fan. Chris Murray's and be like, my brother ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Knox, like, finally. Um, yeah, and then poor Tyball, who's just going to have to guard everybody. Yeah, it's a weird team. It's an under for me. So three unders. Sorry, Portland. Let's uh, we'll take a break and we'll hit the Southwest. This episode is supported by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, "Man, why did that happen?" If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything. There's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. All right, we're moving to the Southwest. 
This pod's about to go on tilt. There are some weird teams in this division. We'll start with the Memphis Grizzlies. 45 and a half is the over-under for them. They went 51 and 31 last year. They've been one of the most consistent, reliable regular season teams we have. Really, the only big thing they did was they, uh, they brought in Marcus Smart. There's a Derrick Rose thing that people are excited about that I'm not even going to acknowledge because he hasn't been a, a rotation NBA guy in two years. Their depth is a little weaker, and they don't have Ja for 25 games, which seems relevant for the over-under. Uh, 45 and a half seems too high for me because there's a Marcus Smart. Guys, I got this until Ja comes back that I just watched Marcus Smart for 10 years. Guess what? He doesn't have it. I'll I'll hold my thought. What are your, what are your quick thoughts on the Grizzlies, Priscilla? I want to like them more, but it was weird a couple years ago in that Golden State series where yeah. Ja like started hinting at like, wait a minute, what's up with you? Remember, he was like, that's a code break. And it was like, nobody yeah. even touched you. Yeah. And then it was like, they talked all this shit, but then when they would lose, they couldn't do anything. And then that carried over to the Dylan Brooks thing. It can't all be Dylan like, Brooks' fault. No, no, but he's gone. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, and they weren't healthy. Like, they were very, very unhealthy. Like, if that team were healthy and there wasn't all the job bullshit, I don't know if they lose that series to the Lakers, you know? Um Last couple of years without Ja, 21-22, they went 20-5. and five. They went 11-10 and 10 without him last year. I think the defensive numbers, it's been more than a small sample. They're kind of better defensively uh, without him. And I think they're all, I'm, I'm going over here, despite, despite some personality stuff with the team where I'd like it just to mature. I also think the 25-game suspension looking is really excessive. But that doesn't seem to be a popular opinion. Wow. Um, it's a lot. It feels like there was some sort of breach with the league. And if him. there's more to it that I don't know, I think then there's I'll, more to I'll it, and we're just I'm never going to find out. But if it's, if it's, it is, it seems like a lot. But again, in the moment, you, you it's like really hard to be the guy. Be like, hey, this is really stupid. He shouldn't be doing this. I think 25 games is an insane number. Um, but they have a good track record without him, and I still, I still like this team when they're healthy. I think they've done a really good job with the depth of talent here. So I'm going over. Uh, despite, I just want to see. I want to see this team post Brooks, Jaw coming back. I, I just want them to see him be like the young, fun team. Okay. Now, now, now be the grown up team that beats other teams. We got house over. I like Memphis. Okay. Uh, I like the depth. This is one of our big disagreements so far. The point that Rosillo made about their, their defensive numbers and their competitiveness defensively, especially yeah. at the beginning of the season during the, Suspension. This is when they're going to go out and catch some bodies. We didn't get a real good feel for what the... <laughs> well, he's laughing. No, no, we're in agreement. The I Luke Kennard just... bit can't be understated. They they haven't had a shooter like that. Which part, which part that he's bounced around the league? Well, I, I mean, it's just, just a situation. This could be the, the best possible situation. And Steven Adams returning to health means that Triple J gets to go back to the position... That he should play, which is power forward. He's not comfortable playing center, which is why he only averages five. Dude, they rebounds. were in a third string center last year, you know. I mean I, I like Memphis. They also kick ass at home. I you you cannot understate how competitive they are in their own building. And and you know, I think they lost five games last year at home. Starting lineup is smart and bane. Looks like Zaire Williams, Triple J and Steven Adams off the bench. Canard, 
unless he starts. David Roddy. Can't say I was impressed by him last year. The body. Lofton. Tillman. Santi Aldama. Conchar. Derek Rose. Aldama complains a lot, but he's a legit rotation guy. In the fourth quarter, by the way. I don't like the depth compared to where they had it a couple years ago. I don't. I don't. Now, this is where Verno's going to come in like, oh, Jesus Christ, Simmons. (laughs) We win 50 games every fucking year. What the fuck? B minus. He doesn't really. He doesn't F-bomb that often. He only F-bombs when we're on the phone or whatever. Doesn't off. You voted for Marcus Smart two years ago, Defense Player of the Year. Hey, y'all say what you want, but John Conchar. (laughs) Um. I just think the 25, if you told me Ja was playing the entire season, I would go over. But if you're telling me they're going to go 46 and 36 when they're probably around a 50-win team, do I think Ja being gone for one-third of the season is worth five less wins? I do. I think they're somewhere between 43 and 45. And that's where I have them. I have a question for you, Rosillo, about the, uh, would you bet if I gave you minus 130 smart revenge comeback year Plus 115, people realizing in December the Celtics probably sold high on him. Where would you put your money? Well, you already know the answer. The sell high. I mean, the funniest thing ever of all the stuff that we get blamed for is like, oh, now you don't like smart because he got traded. It's like, have you not listened to us? (laughs) You just told on yourself. Yeah. Like, this has not been the Marcus Smart fan pod. No, and I love Marcus Smart. I did not love him last year. I thought he looked like a tight end that was in his last legs of being I think a starter. Two years ago is the best basketball he's ever played. He was played, great, but he, he was not that good. Last three year. years ago was I thought brutal. And when so, they talk about the defense with him, he got lit up by I can't even count how many guards lit him up last year. Now, everybody'd get a boner because he would stand up against a power forward, right. And be like, look at him. He, he can just switch wasn't on that anybody. good defensively last year. Now maybe he was physically beaten up. Maybe he'll be awesome this year. Maybe he was climbing the mountain like Rocky Balboa to have a fuck you year. Very possible. I told Verno I thought that was possible. But I also think the Celtics, I think, feel like they sold high. So we'll see. I wonder with him, you know, there was something going on between him and Joe Maz. There was. All season from game one. There was. I there wonder was if... A, there was a leadership thing with him yes. that I I, I think he, they felt like he had a little bit of a hold over the team that maybe wasn't great. And I think they wanted the if young guys to If we see him and Taylor Jenkins, you know, out there. Going I, I could see him being like, it's Marcus time for a, for a little Here bit. Here are my ideas. So, yeah, so that Here scares ideas, me on, on the total. And no Tyus Jones, who's like, I don't know if I've had a favorite backup. Love Tyus Jones. He was really important for them. Right. He's, I don't know that I've ever liked a guy that comes off the bench as much as him in recent memory. I mean, granted, I didn't, it's not like I voted him six man or anything like that. I don't think I did. Can we talk through the first 25 games of crunch time for them? Where it's smart, Steven Adams, who... who no, it's just, this is what it is. It's, foul him, he's a bad free throw It's shooter. Desmond Bain after what number game going, it's, hey. It's Desmond Bain just night after night being ridden and Kanar spotting the... But over and over again, it's going to be like the Celtics where the ball's going to find smart with a minute left and he's going to decide whether to win or lose. And I think that's 50-50, maybe a little worse. You might be pulling me back to the underside, but I just, I'm not. I just, I'm not. I I'm know not I'm going to watch this and go, oh, I can't believe I, or it's going to go the other way. I go, oh my God, this team's really good. I'm such an idiot. Because they were unhealthy on top of they everything were. else they, they were. were going through. That was a really But Adams is unhealthy team. all the time. I mean, he's, he's. Yeah, but they were he's down to their third years old. Guy. He's even, played 2,000 NBA games. Even Zyre, who I didn't love. 
Yeah. Like in the draft, he only played like 30 games for him yeah. last year. That's so I, I think... And Triple J's had some sort of injury, I think at least in three and don't of the years, let, right? Yeah, LaRavia, and Team USA. get hot. It's a lot of Desmond Bain. It's a lot of Marcus Smart. Um, just quickly, where do you have Ja in the can you please get your shit together rankings? Is he one? I think he might be one for me, but you can make a strong case for Zion. Just ahead of Sandoval? <laughs> I'd put him. Put a little reality TV in there for me? Yeah. I think I'm rooting for Ja way more than Sandoval. How about Zion? <laughs> uh, I think I'm rooting for Ja more than Zion, even though I like Zion more as a player, because I think with Zion, it's like we can get in a weird self inflicted debate here or who's done the more egregious thing but like some of the jaw stuff feels like a cry for help zion yeah. is just like i don't give a fuck well yeah when the gm comes out during the summer and basically says really proud of zion he's he's handled himself like a professional all summer it's like cool the guy's this is his fifth gonna be his fifth nba season i'm i'm psyched that he's been a professional it yeah it seems like it's a real problem as we'll get to him. Right, because we'll like them. Zion's problems could be fixed with him just deciding, hey, I don't want to I don't want to go down this path. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to think it the same is true of Ja. Well, it's a di- it's a different conversation yeah. where you could you can win the debate against me by saying, Well, Ja clearly is the guy that you'd be less likely to root for because he's doing this other stuff. Um, which again depends on there was I agree with Rousseau. There's some cry for help stuff with Ja. Where it's like he he already knew he was like ja at on least, a yellow card. Ja, and, ja and, at least knew like, hey, stay in shape and <laughs> and want to play basketball. Yeah. Okay. Where Fair Zion, enough. you know, the stuff I've heard from the three different, you know, for like they've tried everything with him. They tried yeah. Alvin Gentry, who was like, I'm not gonna hold his hand. He tried Stan, who, you know, has forgotten more about hoops than most people yeah. have, but that didn't work. And then it's like, all right, you're going to bring in Willie, who I think is a terrific head coach. And now it's your like, guy Borrego's in there too. It's good babysit him. Well, like, I just don't want the 30 for 30 on Zion when he's 35. Well, we've certainly filmed the first 45 minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> Where I, I'm, uh, I like, for whatever reason, I could be totally wrong, but I've already con- convinced myself that, like, this was a lot of weird shit for Ja very quickly. But then again, sometimes when I look at We've the tweets- We've seen people bounce back from that though. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to actually, I'm going to challenge myself. There's been a few tweets from Ja where I'm like, oh, wait, maybe you don't get it. Yeah. Like the stuff where maybe it's like- three times a week for the therapy. Yeah. The the Zion piece of, they were talking, I saw on Twitter, there was a, there was a jumping clip of him like in a layup line where he did a dunk. And- I saw it on Twitter or TikTok or my son sent it. Somebody sent it to me. It was like, uh-oh, Zion's been putting in work. And he just did like a dunk. And I'm like, that's not even close to what he looked like at Duke. Like athletically, he's not there anymore. I don't think. You're right. I watched a Duke, Duke mashup. Duke Zion's like I, completely I It's like a fucking one of one. It's crazy how that happens. Like I was watching the Steph Harden game where Steph had 33 in the second half yeah. after Durant had gotten hurt. And even watching like those guys move around four years ago, mm-hmm. it can it can almost be alarming. And watching the Duke Zion stuff, you're like, oh, that guy's gone. Like he's, he's gone, gone forever. Remember what happened to Blake Griffin in like 2000, 2012 Clippers early Lob City Blake Griffin? And then by the time we got to 16 after he'd had a couple surgeries, he just wasn't the same explosive jumper anymore. 
Now, Rashid Wallace had a quote about this where, like, I forget, somebody came in. Because Rashid used to just be violent at the rim. Like, yeah. in the beginning. And he was huge. Yeah. But he had massive pop. And he had said something like, you got you got those dunks for, like, four or five years. Right. And I don't care who you are. Like, you're just not going to have that same explode. And I'm thinking, like, what, how could he be saying that at 26, 27? But for a lot of guys, he's kind of right. And unfortunately, we've been de- we've been denied the Zion. It's never coming back. I don't think, dude. I he closed out on a guy in the corner and blocked a three point yeah, shot. That was and, like the greatest basketball <laughs> highlight moment of your life until the nineteen things Wemby's going to do this year. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, look, you just get bigger as you get older and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, he's uh, not in the air anymore. All right, we got to keep going. So we're going. Uh, I'm under. You guys are both over on Memphis. Surprising. Okay, Dallas. We could spend one minute on this or we can spend 30. <laughs> the over-under is 43 and a half. They're plus 185 for a division, which is an interesting short of Memphis if you want to get excited. They're somehow 25 to win the title. I'm happy to book those bets. Minus 192 for the playoffs. Um, I don't know where to start. Where should we start with Silla? Okay, well... <sighs> I mean, if you want to trump it all with they have Kyrie as their number two guy, good luck with the over. It's a hard argument to counter. But, you know, 43 and a half, I think it's the lowest you're going to get with Luka at this stage of his career. I think Luka finally is going to be a little pissed off about everything, Mm. you know, feeling like he still was doing it the right way, even though he needed to kind of step up his game. He could make an excuse that his way was always working because they made it to the Western Conference Finals two years ago, which was still sort of weird with the fact that they beat Phoenix. You know, I'm still not quite over that one. Um, but at 43 and a half, knowing they won 38 games last year, still were sort of tanking at the very end to protect the pick. And they won 15 two years ago. And I think Josh Green is going to be good. I think Grant gives them something stable. Um you know, they also brought Something in Seth stable, Curry. like the sound of conversation. <laughs> well, he's just not Christian a, Wood. A voice talking. They don't have the Christian Wood option anymore because, yeah. like, once you have to get Christian Wood on your team to understand, like, oh, wait. Well, we've this- had five years of Luca. How many guys have been like, well, we got to get rid of that guy? Well, he doesn't fit here. Does anyone fit with Luca? Oh, it's definitely getting to like the dangerous. I just feel like we've been so hard on James Harden, and it's just like, who does fit with Luka? No, it's... there's Seth Curry kind of fits with him because we've seen it, and they brought Seth Curry back, so I was excited for that. I love seeing the hope for Dante Exum, that, like, he's been so (laughs) nasty recently. Shout out to Danny Chow. He's on Exum Island by himself with Uh, just some rice. Give me the over, which, you know, I wouldn't want to do with Kyrie, but I just think it's a low number for what a great Luka year gives us. Do you want to... Can you put that in pencil until I'm done with my Dallas part? Because I might bring you back. Okay. What do you have, House? I also prefer the over. Okay. Because of how I, you know, the esteem that I heap on Luca. Okay. Um, Kyrie has not had a normal NBA season since 2017. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. What were we doing true. in 2017, Marcelo? What are we doing uh, like around April 2017? Were you with Van Pelt at that point? Were now, you have your own show? No, I think uh, Canal just got laid off and I was in Manhattan Beach looking for a house and they were like, you're not being laid off. Can you please come back? Okay. That was actually exactly How about you, House? Happened. What was yeah. going on in 2017 for you? I feel like I was trying to, in April, I probably was trying to figure out who could pay for me to go to the Masters. That seems like what I would, that's every year. Yeah. 
All right. 2017 for us, I think, was like year two of The Ringer. I just, he's played 290 games in the last six years. Is that low? <laughs> yeah. He's played 22 playoff games since the 2017 finals. And every year he figures out a reason to be unhappy about something or to go sideways on something. And I just can't get out of my head that he's going to try to force himself to the Lakers in January, February. They, ha they have all these assets that are ready. They're ready to trade. They did that Russell contract specifically to trade it. And if anything about the situation is unhappy and he thinks he has another place to go, we've seen what he does. And I just don't trust it. And I don't really think he even necessarily wanted to re-sign with Dallas. I just think he did. Now he's gonna, probably going to, somebody will cut this clip and put it on his Twitter timeline and then he'll he'll t tweet at it with like some weird emoji. That'd but be pretty cool though. I'm just saying, this is a <laughs> six-year track record of when was the last time you had a normal NBA season? Six years. This is would be year seven. So I'm I'm going under. I just don't trust him. If you're if you're the second best player on the team and your name's Kyrie, and um, I don't really love the rest of the team. They're they're relying on two rookies. Like Lively's going to play. Like the Duke fans weren't even happy about Lively. This was a year ago. It was in college. Prosper, they're going to need to play. Josh Green, who had some moments, but was buried by the end of last year, and then Grant was getting DMPs on Boston. So on paper, I get it. It's like, oh, I got this. and this. But I don't really trust any of those guys. I don't trust Jaden Hardy. Seth is probably the most reliable third guy on the team. I like Grant. I like Josh Green way more than Jaden Hardy. Uh, but they buried him last year. Remember that Josh Green like fell out of the rotation by the end of the year? I like Josh Green, too. Um, Powell, how many at-bats can he get? I like him as a backup in this spot, but to Lively being the starter. It's like crazy. God, everybody likes Lively more after he left Duke. I feel like that's like one of those NFL college football disconnects where one group can't believe the way the other group is talking about a player. And in this case, right. like, I didn't love Lively's draft stuff at all. Like, there's times he didn't even know he was right next to the rim. Right. There's this one clip I have. So, rookie centers? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I don't. Look, I just feel like Luca coming in a little pissed off knowing how disappointing last year was, like Luca is good enough to get you to 45 wins. So that's okay. my view as well. And and to your point, everything that you laid out about Kyrie misbehaving this upcoming season could be true and they can still win games. It's better for him to play well and, and try and force what, what he wants. I just think that's been, I think, top three most dysfunctional NBA organization for the last 10 years. Like not the last five, for the last 10. They've had the most weird shit and just hard stuff to figure out the most kind of zags and trades and they lucked into the Luka trade, but I just don't see any cohesiveness with anything about them. And I don't trust Kyrie. So if I'm wrong on this, so be it. But, um, I'm, I just couldn't risk kicking myself and be like, God damn it. I got sucked in it's my Kyrie team. I'm not bar. doing it. 44 wins. But here's the thing. Over. I'm with you normally on Luca's so good, it's a guaranteed 45 wins. But I, the league is awesome. There's so many great players now. I don't know if you can just write that. I, to me, it's Jokic and Giannis are the only two now that you can say that's 50 wins blind. We've seen Curry miss the playoffs. We saw Luca miss the playoffs last year. So I'm out. All right. So I'm under. You guys are both over. We've had some good disagreements this year. When are we on the clock with Luca for you, Rosillo? What if they start out 24 and 26? Yeah, look, I, I think the Harden thing that you brought up is is interesting because it was kind of like in the beginning, you're like, oh my God, it's amazing. 
You know, look at the numbers. And yeah. those two series that he had against the Clippers are like all-time awesome. things. You, just, you don't have to look at the numbers. You're just watching the games. But like, this guy is like on another level, the battle he was having with Kawhi there. But when somebody needs the ball this much, you do wonder, like I always wonder, with the high usage rate guy at the top, and it's worked for other teams. Yeah. But a lot of times you're like, okay, the best option is him having the ball and making the decision every single possession. But is that actually the best option once you get into the playoffs? And it really comes down to like what that person wants, where, you know, it's it's just not my favorite, despite how impressive he can be and how great the numbers are. So I don't see a lot of evidence of those two being able to play together either. And not so defensively. I just have you, a lot of questions you about didn't this like team defensively. Five and eleven? That, that didn't no. that didn't grab your attention. I like when Kyrie tells the other guy how smart he is. <laughs> when he's like, Hey, if you were smarter, you would have understood that I was doing this. Well, We've officially arrived at the single hardest team for the over-under. Should we take one more break, Kyle, or no? Let's take one more break. This episode is brought to you by Peloton. Spring, the best time of the year to dial your fitness routine up a notch. You know it's going to happen. It's going to get warm. You're going to start wearing shorts. You're going to start wearing bathing suits. You're, just, you're not going to be able to cover up behind those big coats anymore. Also, it's nice outside. Get outside, do stuff. Or if you don't have time to get outside, I got Peloton for you. Whether you have five or 60 minutes, Peloton's workouts were made to challenge you. Classes like boot camps, full body strength, boxing, marathon training are created to grow your skills or push you to improve. And what you already excel in, and you won't feel bad about not being outside. Peloton's expert coaches, challenging classes, and nonstop vibes will keep you coming back for more. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. If you're anything like me during a busy day at work, I need lunch that is just as fresh as it is delicious and easy. And the all new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell is exactly that, made with high quality ingredients like seasoned slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, shredded purple cabbage, and avocado verde salsa sauce. The new Cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Now, it's time. The hardest of the 30 teams, the New Orleans Pelicans. There's a giant ceiling for this team. There's a massive floor with this team. The over-under is 44 and a half, plus 210 for this division if you think they can beat Memphis and Dallas. 42 to 1 for the title. They're minus 132 for the playoffs, which to me is stunning to me that they have minus odds for the playoffs. They've already had some injury stuff. Trey Murphy had a meniscus thing. He's out for at least the first two months of the season. And we've seen with meniscuses, they always take a little bit longer than people say. Nance has some stuff going on. Uh, Alvarado's had some stuff going on. And that was basically, you know, their depth. Najee. Ingram's coming off a really, really, really weird Team USA experience where they basically scratched him for the last two games. And the deal, yeah, he's got a virus. Um. We haven't seen Ingram and Zion play enough together to even really know what that is. It's a team where I like a lot of the assets. It, but it's like, remember that show, The Offer? I was like, I like a lot of the people on the show. And I, I really like The Godfather, but the show's not totally working for me. That's the Pelicans to me. That guy was so good as Robert Evans. He was great. Matthew Good? Yeah, Matthew Good. He's killing it. Yeah, I ended up reading the biography after that show. I wanted to know more about him. I was like, how can anybody become that interesting house? Anyway, uh, give me the over. Fuck it. 
Wow. <laughs> the thing is, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, it's great. We're due. <laughs> We're due. We're due. We're due for one season of Zion. I believe in it. You're, he yeah. is the, this is the broke back. The, the, I <laughs> Wait, can't I quit, quit you. you. I can't quit you, Zion. I can't quit you. You just can't quit him. When he was point forward for that 25 games, it was the most exhilarated I've ever seen Priscilla by professional. I was losing my mind because like he didn't even know what he was doing. And yeah. then I would see him learning like, oh, this is what they're doing to me defensively. And then he'd figure this out. And he's a good passer on these drives. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm in. Because yes, at one point last year, I thought this was the most talented one through nine, one through 10 in the entire NBA. And if you're giving me just any chance of good luck, right? Because we haven't had a lot of it down yeah. there. Give me the chance of good luck over 44 and a half. I'm going to lock it in. Oh, okay. Wow. I know we're not Use doing that, that yet. We're not doing that yet, but okay. Uh, what do you have? That's us? the only one. Um, you know this about me. I am nothing if not a petty gambler, which is to say, if I invest in you yeah. and go super hard and you start to they had the top record in the West. This in is December. the Italian in house. It really is. And the whole thing completely collapses, falls apart, and I lose all that money. I'm sorry. Fuck those motherfuckers. <laughs> Under. Under. It's not, I'm not, you know, it's, 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 there's too much bullshit going on all the time. You went through just a small bit of the injury stuff, but I'm not gambling on Brandon Ingram and Zion not doing it so FTM so their last six seasons was 33 wins 30 31 36 42 last five seasons New Orleans has had two playoff series wins in 20 years they've had one low. 150 win season <laughs> they've won two lotteries they have more lottery wins than 50 win seasons and then if you tie in the history of the New Orleans Jazz, it's just something about basketball in this city has not worked. And even when it seems like it should be working, like last year, it's this 20-game window and, and we're going, holy shit, are they going to be the one seed? I remember we might have even done a podcast right around then, Rosillo. They were 23 and 12. Yeah. You know, we, we were like, like man, look damn. at all these teams juggling. Like that one seed race, the first few yeah. months of the season in Lakers the West were was dead. awesome. And we love them at this time last year. I, I we went through the whole thing. We threw so many flowers at their feet. And I think I had Zion traded two years those, ago. But well, here's and, the big question, and this determines the over-under. If, if it's just an in or out, are you in on Zion or out on Zion at this point? Out. I think I'm out too, but you're still in. You can't quit him. Uh, I'm just thinking like one year he has to be healthy. So that's my play. There's not a lot of science behind it. Yeah, I was gonna, why? But, yeah. Why does that have to be? <laughs> but I would, I would because I like the rest of the roster that much. And I, dude, I think we did this two years ago because the last year we did the preview, we were here. Two years ago, we did it at your house. Yeah. yeah. So that was like the very first. And I've been wrong with these in the past, but like bringing up the idea of flirting and bringing the salespeople down and bringing your marketing team in and going, look, let's let's get something for him that salvages it because we, we've tried everything with it and it doesn't work. And there's always something weird about like the college football coach who wins at a major program that guarantees you like two more good jobs. Yeah. Or like the guy that dates somebody really hot at a restaurant and then he gets dumped. And then like, there's somebody else who's sort of attractive is like, well, I guess I'll give him a shot. Yeah. So like you want to be rewarded on the first transaction here. And I still think there's a Zion price that would make it enticing. But you'd have to get everybody on board because he's he's still their star. 
They have all their firsts. They have their choice between 24 or 25 Lakers first. They can do pick swaps with Milwaukee in 24 and 26. And they have the Bucks 27 first. So if they're in the mix, the thing that scares me about going under with them is if they're in the mix at all and guys start becoming available and teams become disappointed or whatever, like they could move fast. I just don't trust it. And I would rather bet on the past history versus the the hope that Zion can turn it around. But I see the thing is, I think if everybody else is right, they could still win 45 games. Yeah. I, I see them right around that 44.5. Like I get to them winning 45, 44, 43. It's going to be somewhere in there. But I'm going to go ahead or hey or under. Everybody's upset about the team. But think how good he was towards the end last year. But is he one of those guys that he's good when he has the ball all the time, but the moment he's got to fit in with a bigger... I was alarmed by how much he didn't fit in with Team USA. Like, alarmed. Maybe he thought it was a scrimmage. Yeah. Next one, Houston. So we have Houston and San Antonio left. We can go a little bit fast on this, but Houston's tough because their over-under is 31 and a half. They're plus 980 to make the playoffs. They were 22 and 60 last year. They had Fred Van Vliet. They had Dylan Brooks. They had Thompson who everybody likes. They somehow had Cam Whitmore, but it doesn't seem like he's going to play that much this year. They had Rosillo's uh, favorite, favorite guy, Jeff Green. And Shangun is now six foot 11, which nobody has investigated. I'm still trying to figure out what happened with that. A lot of assets. How? So there are enough basketballs for this team. The only one that matters is in the hands of their head coach. And your My guy, forecast for E-may? this season is is a forecast of what kind of impact can Ime have. He got two of his guys. He clearly influenced the acquisition of FVV and Dylan Brooks. He had a say in it. Over he made it happen. James Harden. Word. He squashed that James Harden shit. Word. He sure did. Nobody believed me on that. I was saying that for months. He squashed that. Then he tried to kind of bring it take it back a little bit. He was like, no, it was just like, we love him, but it yeah, was, it was just an organization. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, no, you squashed it. So we're talking about a 10-win improvement over last season. Seems like a lot. But, the you know, there's been some, it's a it's an entirely different character of team. But the, it might be, and it might be a year, uh, take a year to get to the type. We watched Ime up close for a year there. And that dude is like, he holds everyone super accountable doesn't put up with bullshit. He hates bad shots. You have to play defense. He doesn't want any whining, bitching, all that stuff. He will yank your ass from the court if you do one thing he doesn't like. And there's a bunch of guys on this team that are going to get yanked off the court. And it didn't work for the first, you know, yeah. the Celtics were 500 were under 500. What were they? Until they went on the run. They were they under. Were it was in under. Yeah, yeah, they were like, what, under 24 500. and 25? It's one of my favorite things about Emes. The guy, people come back to the bench and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. <laughs> and I can't wait to see him do it to this team. I mean, right. granted, last year's team would have had a much harder time with mm. this when you think about Jalen Green and then Kevin Porter Jr. Oh my God. So, um, I don't think Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks add 10 wins to your I team. Don't this is an Eme bet. That That's the, the argument for me. It's too many wins because okay. I think, I think, uh, my fear with this team is they'll head to the place that they're going to get to, but I think the first 40 games are going to be tough. And there's also like multiple teams on this team. Cause there's a couple versions of five guys that I like. There's right? a talent 
Yeah, like, there, there's level here there's where you go, okay, Jalen, we still have hope for Jabari. I liked more towards the end of the year when he would initi- he was initiating more of his own stuff, but it was just yeah. like you could just tell with Jabari, like it kind of sucked for him because he's got this backcourt that thinks they have to have the ball in their hands yep. every single time. And look, Zach Lowe even did this thing on on Jalen Green. Yeah. Like, but it felt a bit like the message of can you please be this guy? that Zach Lowe is hinting at in some of these because there's some numbers that are really good that are baked in there. And then there's some horrifying ones where it's like after pick and roll, this is the number of times that it led to an assist there because you can just see he, it's a, it was a take turns team. Yeah. And it feels like with Van Vliet, because he's so good on and off the ball that they were like, Hey, this will sort of force our guys. Yeah. But this isn't about Jalen Green can score 30 a game if he wants to. I mean, they, they can let, but that's not what this is. It's about him figuring out how to play with some other really talented guys, because there's like five or six young dudes on this team that I actually like, but usually this kind of team. I love their like. draft. I thought I love Whitmore. I think he could be. He's, he's Who's a, your he's favorite asset on this team house? It, it's mean, Jabari for me. It's yeah. Jabari for me as well. Because of the growth that he showed us at the end, yeah. of, end of last season. I might have Shangun second. Yeah, I, I the would. The fact like that he him. grew was like I, just I like astounding him. to me. Where he's he's, like he's a probably like giant the, guy now. The most fun. I mean, look, Jalen Green has some possessions where you're like, I mean, you know, yeah. it's funny because I think I'd have him third. I was, I think I was back home and they were playing Boston. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I know he puts up some numbers, but he's like a little. Sh-. And Jalen Green looked like fucking Jordan in his second yeah. year. I mean, he was he absurd. So I hope it works out for him. But I mean, that's kind of the thing. Like, if you're a Rockets fan you need to see some kind of, it's not just a numbers thing with him because a lot of guys just have bigger numbers. Well, don't you feel like it, like we kind of have to know after this season in some way. Yeah. With him. It's We're year gonna. three. Yeah. This is a team that's going to, it's a little more professional. Jabari definitely took a step up. You could see it in summer league. He because then like the team, guy. if it doesn't change the Jalen Green, then you know the team is like, hey, I think we're going to kind of like pivot how we initiate some of our offense stuff. And then yeah. you're like, wait, so I'm not the chosen one anymore. Is there anything funnier than veteran leader Dylan Brooks? Other than well, the China jokes were just, you know, <laughs> apparently like people wanted them. Do you, you go underhouse? Oh, I I hate it. I because thirty one is under, so I'm going to do under. Okay. I really want to do pretty over easy though. under for me. I really um, wanted to do over. It's the West is too good. Thirty two wins good. is a lot. It is too good. You you know, but we talked about a bunch of teams with good coaches, and this team has a really good coach. Yeah. and then there's some teams we've talked about so far where it's going to be rocky. I'm but, telling yeah, you, it's going to be rocky. They're for not going to be games. psyched about it in the beginning. Yeah, he yeah. is going to be really okay. hard on them. Okay, okay, I like this. That. Is going to be the movie where the sub, the substitute right. superintendent comes in and is just super mean to everyone in the school for the first half of the movie. First practice, no ball. <laughs> Last team. San Antonio. Just as an aside, I, I went to one travel team and my dad was like, what did you guys do? He's like, oh, we didn't, they didn't let us use a ball. He's like, you're not on this team anymore. He, he yanked, yanked you? Wow. He, he always thought that was like yeah, that's the worst thing just because First practice should just be, let's scrimmage. I want to see how you yeah, guys Yeah, right. Basketball. That'll be the best yeah. way to tell who sucks yeah. and who doesn't. That's a, always a good Like, metric. let's have no ball and see what your closeouts are like in the corner so it, for an hour. Yeah. San Antonio, 28 and a half. Last year, 22 and 60. They added a guy by the name of Victor Wembanyama. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Well, so uh, for them to hit this over. He isn't. You're not going to, are you? For them to hit this over, he's got to play 70 games. 
right? The all-time we-don't-have-to-do-anything team. I don't see how he plays 70 games. That's the problem. If you gave me 70 games of him, I could talk myself into like 29 and 41 in those 70 games because he's so good. But I just don't think, I don't think they see the season this way. I think that's why they didn't go after Austin Reeves. I think that's why they did some, we'll take your bad contract trades. And I think this was a throwaway season for them. Even though everyone says the draft's not that good, this next draft, right, Russell? Yeah, these next two are supposedly, I mean, you know, there's, there's a couple Ignite guys. There's a guy from Perth. You know, there's not. But, you know, this shit changes really quick. Like, I always think it's funny when front offices are like, oh, the draft in 19 months sucks. And it's like, we're all going to be in Chicago and you're going to be telling me how great it is, one through six. There's always somebody that pops up. Yeah. The, I mean, it's 18-year-olds too. Like, hey, guess what? Some get better. One of the things I don't like about this over-under is you have to hit 29. I can't see any scenario where they win like 35. So now you're giving me this like five-win window house. But then you give me all the upside of under the 28 and a half where if they, you know, Wemby gets hurt for two weeks and they all of a sudden they go on a losing streak or they just yank them or they rest them, whatever they have to do. It It's a regretful under to me, but I did stare at it for a while, especially because Vassell didn't really play last year. I think he played 30, 35 games. So getting him for a full year with Wemby, I don't know. It seems like you, you're not... Uh, it's an easy under for me. This is, I think they're going to have... It makes you sad, though. I feel sadness no, in your No, no, they're building. They're like, if you look at the talent of San Antonio and put it side by side to Houston, Houston was a much bigger challenge for me. Yeah. I think that Houston situation, I hate going under on, on Houston. San Antonio's building, and it doesn't make sense for them to rush this kid, and they're not going to. They're smart. They'll take their time. They'll get the right players. They'll learn about, you know what kind of NBA player he's going to be and right. get the How right to use pieces them. around that. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're not in a hurry. He's going to be the most viral NBA player we've had since we've had this whole infrastructure. I think that's the only thing that's guaranteed. We thought it might happen with Zion and Zion had some injuries and some stuff and it didn't happen with him. But just from the little stuff we've seen in the preseason, there's never been anything like this. He's, my son is the most excited about him as he's been about any basketball player since he got on social media. And I just think he's going to be a thing over and over again. And a really fun wrinkle. It's one of those, if he's on TV, I'm probably going to watch. If it's like a oh, fourth quarter and it's kind of close, I want to see what happens here. So you're under, Rosilla? I am. They're just not very deep either. Like yeah. this isn't, despite some of the picks, some of the later picks I haven't loved. And I just don't see why they'd be playing him. You know, I just am always going to be scared of the big guys that don't move like big guys. And that's, the beauty of him as a player mm -hmm. but I mean I think it'd be weirder if he didn't get hurt one of his first three or four years yeah there's so. the, the injury potential with him knock on wood but it is I'm scary. under all right here we go here's what we had Denver all of us were over 52 and a half Minnesota me and house were over 45 and a half Rosilla was under Oklahoma City I'm over. Rosillo's over 45 and a half as well. House under. You'll regret that one, House. Utah, 35 and a half. I went over. Rosillo went under. House went over. Portland, 27 and a half. All of us under. Memphis, 45 and a half. I went under. You guys both went over. We had a lot of disagreements for these first 10. Yeah, fuck you. Dallas, <laughs> 43 and a half. I went under. You guys went over. You'll regret that. 
New Orleans, 44 and a half. Me under, house under, Priscilla over. Houston, 31 and a half, we're all under. And San Antonio, 28 and a half, we're all under. That is it for part one. Saruti, what was your favorite over under? Uh, probably Rosillo's blind love of, of the Pelicans. Well, you, but you knew it was coming. Though. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, come on. And I'm, I'm with you. Like, I want it to be right. I just don't think it will be. So, sorry, dude. All right. This was produced by Steve Saruti, Kyle Creighton. Stay tuned for part two and part three. We will be doing the other 20 teams. Thanks for listening. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. You can call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.